right. Well, this morning, guys, we're going to take a little break from our series, uh, our devoted series. Uh, as you guys know, over the past five or six weeks, uh, we have been um, looking at um, asking the question or answering the question, why uh, we must love the church. And um, we've been going through that pretty methodically through scripture, which has been really good and really powerful and really amazing. Um, but this morning, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to take a little break from that. And we're going to hear uh, from some people um, in the church. We're going to hear some testimonies. We're going to hear about some stories um, with regards to some people in the church. So we, it's kind of the theme, I guess, this morning going forward, kind of like in our worship service, we've had some people sharing, which is great. One of the things I love um, about our corporate expression as the church, as the gathered member of, of, of God's people, is that we can come here and share about life together. You know, um, we can share the intimate details of what's going on in our lives with one another. And I think that's so critical and so important to hear that, um, that what we hear in God's word, the truth of God's word, applying that to life and seeing God move in the lives of people that substantiates the promises that God has made uh, about himself and into us. And so it's not just a matter of like reading words on a page, but it's life giving words. It is God speaking and then God backing up what he said through the lives, the lives of people that are committed to him and that are following Christ. So this morning we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to have a couple people share this morning um, some stories um, about their life. Um, and hopefully what they share and the messages that they bring will in some way impact you and, um, you know, cause you to reflect um, on not only on your life and on your walk with Christ, but also a chance to get to know some people in the church a little bit better in their stories as well. So uh, at first we're going to, um, I'm going to invite up Chad Duty. Chad's going to come up and he's going to share um, a little testimony uh, about his life, and um, as he comes up, I just want you to kind of um, give him full attention as uh, he shares this morning. Uh, Chad has a great testimony, and um, we're really excited to hear it. Are you okay? Are you <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we got uh, three other people besides Chad, but I wanted to give him the floor first to kind of uh, share his testimony um, and what God is laying on his heart to share. So, awesome. I, I totally forgot about this, guys. I, I wasn't even going to come to church today because uh, I was so sore and so tired. Um, but I just did it. I just got up and came. So, my name's Chad. Um, usually, what I say is in groups, when I say, Hi, I'm Chad, I usually say, Hi, I'm Chad, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, yeah, cute. So, so that's, that's my, um, that's how I usually say it, because I'm an alcoholic, but I've been sober for eight years now, and, um, thank you, thank you, um, and that's not my own doing, that's the glory of God, um, to do it, to give me the strength to to stay sober every day, um, because I was in the grips of uh, a horrible uh, addiction. Um, it was destroying my life, my family, everything. Um, and slowly, slowly by the grace of God, through through prayer, um, I always believed 
in Jesus, and I've I've gone to church uh, most of my life. I grew up Methodist, and my, we were going to church every Sunday. My father was very involved with it. He was involved in like the financed um, area of the church, and my mother was in the choir. I was in the choir for a little bit, but then I started to try to imitate Bob Dylan, and my voice went downhill. Um. And so we did that. I've I've gone to I've been to Utah with the uh, National Youth Conference, um, but but it never really you know I was always very selfish and didn't really understand the the love of Christ in my life and the full acceptance of His love and that no matter. No matter what I do, or what I say, God will always love me. And that is amazing. Um, so, going back to, to being, um, being faithful through, through, my, uh, through my alcoholism, through helping me um, overcome my addiction, because I could not overcome. I relapsed several times. You know, I'd get four months relapse, get six months relapse. And and I finally, the last time, I looked in the fridge and there was there was a beer in there and, and just something came over and I knew, I knew that it was, I was done. I was done. I'd had enough. Um, the whole... Finally connected. The this Holy Spirit finally connected with me. Um, something I found down to praying, um, but I knew I was done. And so that was my last drink eight years ago. Um, so that's how. But God's also been faithful in my life, not through just my. Uh, yeah, because I totally forget about this. I um, I was just writing notes in the morning. Um, so overcoming, so he's also been he's been faithful by um, by great giving me uh, an amazing family. Um, I have three beautiful children. Um, you know, and, and God's been you can when I, I look back at my my relationship uh, with my my co-parent. Um, many of you may know her. Um, it was a tough relationship, but God was faithful through that, and then, and then, thank, <laughs> I want to say thank God it's over, because <laughs> um, I've learned how much strength the Lord has given me um, through that, and, and I've become a better person because I've relied more heavily on Him through my my problems, my addictions, uh, the the stuff that I go through, and and I realize the service of the Lord through my life, and the the love that I have to have for my kids, and I think about how God loves us as His kids, and all that He's done for us, and He came and died for us, and so. You know, when I get frustrated about driving all the time back to Cape Elizabeth, and, and uh, I just have to remember what a blessing it is that I have these three amazing children in my life 
that um, so they look up to me, and, and I, have, I have no idea why. Um, and it's just it's amazing, and, and my son is like, and then I catch them saying things that I have said to them that it's like I didn't even realize they were listening to me, and they're just repeating this, you know. Chad understands. Uh, all, all parents understand. Um, and it's just like, holy cow. It's a good thing I'm doing things right then. Um, so it's just amazing, you know, that God has given me that. And despite my addictions, despite my, 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 um, you know, my head injury and, you know, going, going back, see, we can, this isn't organized, obviously. Um, but going back, you know, when I was 15, I was in a car accident and I was in a coma for five and a half weeks. Um, you've, most of you have heard that story, so I don't need to go over it again. But, but despite that, he gave me the strength to be able to, to go to school, to go to college, to, to work hard. Um, and God has been faithful and, and giving me all these things. And now it's like. I have done so much in my life because God is faithful. Um, you know, I've been to... I've seen more things than, than most people get to see. I'm not saying that to be pompous at all. Um, I'm just... The blessings. And, and I have to share the blessings in my life. I've seen so much. I've seen well over a hundred concerts in my lifetime. Big and small. I've gone to Haiti with, with the church. Um, on a missions trip, that was amazing, um, and doing blessings, and then, um, you know, spending time with the Lord in the rejuvenation of my soul, um, and giving thanks to Him is amazing, and every and I try to do that all the time by, by hiking now and getting active, and so I spend a lot of time probably too much time, some people may say, um, getting outside and, uh, and hiking. And, and just, when I'm out there and I'm walking the trails and, and every step I take, as I step on a rock or a root or, or there's leaves, I think about God's amazing creation. That He made that and He knows it intimately. And, and then I hear the trees and the whistling of the wind and the, the beams of sunshine coming through, looking like <clears throat> the beams of God coming down. And it's amazing. And then I get to the, that, that lookout at the top of the, the mountain and I, and I see the beauty, the clouds in the sky overlooking the hills. And I'm, I'm, I get tearful because God made that for me. He is so good to me to, to, you know, despite all these things that I've been through, He still loves me so much. And that's amazing. And uh, when I get out there and I experience that and I'm just I'm bathed in the glory of God and the love and then everything and, and our service to others. I work at a, a brain injury facility helping people 
with with acute brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries, all different sorts, that they will never experience the type of life that we are experiencing. And no matter you know how poor or how rich you are at this point, we are here. We had the means to get us, you know, clothes on our back, get in a car, and come to church to worship. And how amazing is that? When those people are, they don't have a means to get anywhere. They don't have a means to just go to uh, do Starbucks when they want to. Um, that's amazing to me. That God has been faithful in my life that that I did not end up there with my head injury. And that I can give back um, to them and understand them um, through my own experience. And that's why God is, uh, I believe that's why God's placed me there right now. And so I can give back to other people, you know, it's our, our bumper sticker on our cars, love, uh, well, I don't even know what it is anymore, I just drew a blank. <laughs> Um, some about uh, love my job, love people, love you know. See, I want to see. I see my phrase that I've come up with is say love people, love God. Um, so that's you know, it's the faithfulness of God in my life for the forgiveness of my sin because I'm a sinner every day. Um, you know, I don't want. You know, I used to joke around or I used to say to my when I was married, you know, they would talk about sin, and I'd be like, sin? What sin? I don't have any sin. But but then I started getting into the word more, and, and the realization that, yeah, I sin every day. Um, thoughts, actions, you know, we could, be, we could be sitting here in church, and we could have a, a thought that's not perfect for God, um, but He forgives me. Um, it's so amazing. Amazing grace. Uh, I I think I've probably gone on long enough now with um with with people. I mean, I mean we could, we could go on. I could get up here and I could do a sermon. You ready? All right. In your Bibles, in your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to uh, to James, um, James uh, five thirteen. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And in the command, sins. And if he has committed sins, which we all have, which is talked about, he will be forgiven. Bam, that's it. He will be forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's going to be my text for next week right there. All right. Thank you, Chad. Um, great job, buddy. Love your story. Love your story. All right. I'm going to uh, invite up Laura Morton. Uh, here to share a little bit uh, about what's going on with her. So everyone, give her a round of applause to Laura this morning. There you go. Hey, thank you. Um, so God keeps throwing out what I wanted to say. <laughs> and Karen would say, just let it happen. 
So I think, actually, the reason why I, I was sitting um, in the uh, Planet Fitness parking lot yesterday waiting for my son at the gym, you know, getting it perfect, practicing, making sure it was under 10 minutes, and I got it down to, like, my 9 minutes and 43 seconds, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. And in the middle of it, it just stopped. Like, I had, I, it was like, you're done. This is not what you're going to say. So I was like, huh, I'm all lost. Like, I can't do my perfectionist planning. And so I think, Jim, because it connects to your puzzle thing. I'm like, what time did you get that thing done? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, when I heard him talking, I was like, oh, that's why. Because I'm, I was one of those puzzle pieces off, you know, kind of like not in there. And I was like drifting around sort of. I've been a Christian since I was, you know, 14, but never could quite find a church home inside the puzzle. Right? So, I've, you know, decades, obviously. I'm now my 53. So um, it was a long time church hunting, which, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of puzzle pieces out there doing that. Right. Um, so during the pandemic, um, maybe a lot of you had some of this, which is the, the draw into something different. Like, it's so hard, the world's falling apart, everybody's fighting about stuff that doesn't really matter that much, but it's just toxic and, and, and it's just spewing. And, and the crazier the world got, the more God just called me deeper and deeper into the word. So. My mom and I were walking one day in the woods. We were like our church of two, you know, like better than one. We were church of two, me and my mom. Um, and I told her about this call to, you know, study the Bible a lot more. And she's like, she said, well, what are you, how do you know what to read? And I was like, that's exactly my problem right now, right? <laughs> so um, I started to, I, I'm a geek, so I love books. Like I'm, I've got a book addiction. Um, Chad's got hiking. I've got books. Um, and so I found this thing called She Reads Truth, and it's books. And so I, I get these come in the mail, like, you know, roughly every few weeks, roughly once a month. Um, and since I love books so much, it sort of feeds my addiction, but it feeds me the word, too. And it comes and, you know, relentlessly, right? And it's a pattern. And so this one is this you know, this one, and then the last one was the life of Jesus. I get to review all that when the gospel's all put together. Um, and so what I've been doing is, uh, and this, I think this is coming into third year of every day, reading the word every single day, um, which is a game changer, right? Totally changes everything. Um, so after about a year, and this was in the pandemic, and I'm, you know, binging on online church services and, you know, the stuff that Chad's coaching us out of, it's like... <laughs> I'm like, you know, oh, I'm listening to Saturday night services for Melbourne, and I'm going to three services on a Sunday, and this is all just fine, and I'm just in my little, you know, cave of not being in community, right? And and what Jim said was really, really hit, because, so, you know, I was protecting myself, you know, being, you know, my books, and I'm fine, you know, so um, one of these books came in the fall of 2021 one another okay biblical study of christian community and so i was like oh <sighs> gonna have to get out of my house <laughs> get out of my little online world and my little books and my little um 
you know, journaling. So it, it's, it's really, it's really good. So after, because I have been in the word for about a year, it hit good, right? It hits good soil. It hit me and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Right. So I joined a life group. I was doing online services in a bunch of places I'm like East Point. Okay. A lot of my friends go there and there's a life group in Gorham. And so with Kurt and Lisa, Kurt Holmgren is one of the leaders at East Point. It was at his house. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. And dove right into life group. And one of the guys there, he just said, you know, isn't it just so good to be with other believers? It is. It's so good. It's just like I come in this morning too, and it's like a vitamin, right? It's just like, oh, okay. So, all right, I can let, I can do this, but it, it hits so good with the life group. Um, and of course, I was like, you know, with my hurts, like Jim was saying, I was like ready to bolt at any time. Like somebody says something offensive, I'm up here, you know. <laughs> you know, just like, like so. Um, but with this book and with the word, it was kind of like, okay, this is actually like, this is actually part of the deal. So um, what um, happens with God's faithfulness to me is the books and uh, the word and the rhythm of it kind of weave together. And so I'm also a geek, so I do annual planning. So uh, my prayer for 2022, this was 2022, so like, you know, coming around to a year ago, my prayer, and this was from Romans 15, 5 to 6. This was a scripture. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Oh, it sounds like the opposite of the world. I want to do that, right? Um, so my prayer for 2022 before I even met any of you, was, uh, dear Lord, bring me to this place where I seek fellowship. <laughs> Let down my guard down to be in community. Let me stand as a cornerstone, projecting the love and light of Christ with my armor of faith. So that totally connects to what Jim was saying about that puzzle. So that was my prayer to be in community and do the obedience, right, of what God wanted me to do. So that's what I do. So, you know, every day I open it and I read and usually a poem will come out, like some little poem about the scripture will come out and then I'll have a chance to share that with somebody. Um, but that's what brought me to the vineyard because I woke up on a Sunday morning and got a direct order. You're going to the vineyard church. And I got up and I went, that's that. <laughs> And so it's not sort of like, oh, what is this church going to do for me? It's like, no, this, I was rooting this into the word of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, being with other believers and growing and being messy and imperfect and plugging our puzzle pieces together and, you know, bringing those other puzzle pieces in. And so this, this is, this is my testimony. That's, that's what happened. So I have a ton more stories, including one about Chad calling my couch smelly. My old couch, smelly. <laughs> and a story about Karen telling me the life group was like getting jammed up, like, no, no, I can't do this. I'm not ready. My house isn't ready. You're missing the point. So there's a lot of stories still to tell, but I'll save those. So that's fine.
Thank you, Laura. Wonderful testimony. Perfectly in line with the, the series that we're going through right now um, about the priority of being together in person, face-to-face. -face. So thank you so much for sharing that. Really appreciate your contribution here over almost the last year and what you've brought to, to, the, to the community and being able to get to know you a little bit better. So it's been great. It's been great. Okay, um, Mike Ruby is up next. So Mike, come on up. Let's give Mike a round of applause. Oh, Mike's going somewhere else. Oh no. Oh, he's grabbing tissues. Oh boy. Oh, yikes. Let's be prepared here. Hey Mike, how you doing my man? Mike, I asked Mike to also share uh, this morning. So take it away. Uh, so I just grabbed tissues so I know I'm going to cry. And uh, I figured maybe I could fake myself out, you know. If I get tissues, maybe I won't cry. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've kind of nicknamed myself the man of tears. I don't know, because every time I get up here, that's what happens. And uh, the other thing is, um, like I say almost every time, this is not my jam. I don't like to be up here in front of everybody, but it seems like God has other plans. So I feel like I'm up here every week. Anyways. <laughs> um... So, actually, on Laura's point, when I heard Jim this morning, I was like, yep, that ties right into what I was <laughs> going to say, too. Uh, and then when you mentioned the pandemic, I was just like, all right, what's going on? There's a theme developing here. Um, yeah, so when the pandemic hit, uh, it definitely rocked my family, and as it did pretty much everybody. Um, but one thing it did was it like it took us out of that community and it was so hard and I tried to do the online thing you know whatever we'll just watch church online but it's not the same you know like you don't go to church just to hear the word of God like obviously that's you know a big thing that's why one of the reasons we come to church but the other reason is for that community, for that fellowship, for that encouragement, um, to pray for one another, to be there for one another. And when you don't have that, it, it puts a hole in your heart. And we totally lost that. And it was so hard to get back for a lot of people. I know for us, once you get out of that, um, you know, coming to church every Sunday, meeting together... It's so hard. It was so hard for us to get back into that. You know, it was so sporadic, um, and we would we would justify not going to church. You know, oh, so and so is sick. I don't know if we should go. Or oh, we got the sniffles. That's probably not a good idea. You know, we'd find little reasons not to come. And man, once we were able to start coming back it, it made a world of difference um, last January right around Christmas uh, you know after leading into the new year um, I just I felt so disconnected I've, I felt like I was just so distant from God I you know looked to other things to either not feel 
or to not deal with the things that I was dealing with or to, you know, not worry about not having connection with people, you know, and just be in my own world. And that went on for some time and I just, just did it, you know, I was just like, whatever. And finally, I just realized, like, this is not why I'm here. God doesn't have me here to be selfish, to keep myself to myself, you know, and to stay away from people. Like, we're built for a community. But my relationship with him has to come first. It doesn't do me any good to come in here and, you know, not not be in the right frame of mind. I'm not saying, you know, don't go to church if, you know, you're not feeling whatever. But I'm saying, like, if I'm not in a good place, I don't have my relationship with God, how am I going to encourage anyone else? You know? And so... I made up my mind that I was going to get my relationship back with God on track. And the first thing God led me to was podcasts, whatever. And I started listening to uh, the teachings of Francis Chan. And whether you like him or you don't, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> my thing is... His passion for Christ and for being real and not worrying about what other people think, that is what drew me. I was just like, man, I love that. You know? Like, I want that. I want a real, honest relationship with God, despite what anybody else thinks or says. And I want it to be meaningful. And the other thing that I love about him is he is all about reading scripture for yourself. Don't take what he says, you know, for gospel, but like get into the word, read the word for yourself. And in October, actually, like on my birthday, I decided I'm going to read the Bible. Finally, I'm going to, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've come to church. I've listened to what the pastor has to say. I've you know, done my best to study it, but I've never actually read the Bible from beginning to end. And I've made a resolve to myself, I, you know, I'm going to do this. And I found this Bible app called Dwell. It allows you to kind of listen and read along. Um, you can do it with music, whatever. Um, but then also... There's a, I'm doing the chronological one, so it takes you through the Bible in chronological order. And then it also has, um, there's a Bible recap app that you can listen to where uh, Tara Lee Cobble is another teacher. She kind of recaps what you've read and you go over it like that. And so I've been doing that faithfully for uh, 115 days today, something like that. So I'm in the book of uh, First Chronicles, and it's pretty boring so far, but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm getting through it. And, man, Leviticus is a real trip, too. You should, take, you should get through that one. <laughs> but there's merit to everything. I will say that because... 
like you don't realize when you get into the New Testament, I'm not that year yet, but uh, once you get into the New Testament, you realize the merit Leviticus has and how fortunate we are to be under grace, you know, uh, as well as reading the Bible chronologically. I've also just started on my own, just instead of listening to music in the car, I'll put the Dwell app on and I'm like, hey, let's listen to the book of Matthew. Let's listen to the book of Luke, you know, and I'm just like, it brings me joy. It's weird, like, <laughs> all right, I could listen to music. I love hip-hop music. You know, I found this great app that has Christian hip-hop music, and we listen to it as a family all the time. But, like, when I'm alone in my car and the kids aren't there, I'm like, listen, whatever I want, I'm going to the Word. Like, it's so cool. And I'm learning every day. I'm learning so much, and it's just filling me with joy, you know, and that comes out to everyone that I meet and I associate with. Um, I've been working on right now in my own life, denying myself. When I grew up, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, but he, I don't want to speak ill of him. I'm not going to go there. But one thing I got from him is kind of the opposite of my mom. Like they were polar opposites. My mom was the most giving person I've ever met in my life. She would literally give you everything she had and not look for anything in return. My dad, on the other hand, trying to get everything he can. And I I don't wanna be I don't wanna be selfish like that. I don't want that. I know that's not of God, that's not what God wants. And I, I just want to see people experience God in my lifetime and have a real relationship. I want to see hearts change. I want to see people really come to a full knowledge of who God is and actually be there to experience it. You know, like I want to be part of that, whatever it takes. And I know that in order for that to see that happen, I need to deny myself of you know, I can go and get a cup of coffee or I can help somebody, you know, that may need a couple bucks, whatever. It's little things, but they make a big difference. And, you know, that's that's where I am right now. That's what I'm working on. That's what God's doing in me. And I'm just grateful to be on this journey, honestly. And I'm just so grateful for all you guys. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we've got uh, one more. Uh, a, a scripture just came to mind, Mike, um, as you're sharing um, out of Second Timothy chapter 4. Um, as you know, <laughs> every time I hear anything, I'm always, I know that the word of God is going to substantiate what you just said. Um, but in Second Timothy chapter, sorry, chapter 3, it says, you know, Paul, it's pretty, it's pretty well-known scripture. All scripture is breathed out. We actually quoted this last week. It's all breathed out by God, right? And profitable, which means it produces something through teaching. It produces reproof and correction and training in righteousness. And here's the, here's the part, that the man of God may be complete, lacking nothing. For what? For every good work. For every good work. And so, Mike, 
that I feel like that's the cry of your heart is like, God, correct me, rebuke me, reprove me, train me in righteousness so that I can be prepared for every good work that you have called me to and destined me to, you know? So, 2 Timothy 3, 16, if you want to study that one. but um, Okay, last but not least, heading up the rear, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> I have Todd Paddock come on up and share this morning. So, Todd, come on up, my friend. Todd's been through a lot over the last month. I don't know what he's going to share this morning, but I know it's going to be rich, and it's going to be good, and it's going to be fruitful. So here you go, bud. Don't, don't, do not talk about Chase Elliott, whatever you do, okay? <laughs> All right. All right, so when Chad uh, sent me a text about a week ago, and he said, yeah, I just want you to come up and share about the faithfulness of God. And I was like, wow, that's big. That's really big. Um, the fact that I'm standing right here, that's the faithfulness of God. Um, I had a few notes that I wanted to bring. Um, the first part is the rescue. Um, When I left Connecticut uh, in 97, I was in a really dark place. I was managing a restaurant. I was making a great living, but I was drinking and I was drugging. And I needed a fresh start. And I left Connecticut. I left my family. I left the best job I ever had. And I moved to Maine. And I had a brother here. And then God started working on me. Because he had a plan. I think of Colossians 1.13 that like keeps me so humble all the time. For he has rescued me from the dominion of darkness and brought me into the kingdom of the son he loves where I receive redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so that keeps me grounded all the time. Wow. When I think of God's faithfulness, it's, it's gosh, it's day to day. You know, it's, um, every morning I wake up, I'm like, thank you, God. You know, you, you give me life, and you give me breath, and you give me health, and you give me provision. But you're so faithful. But I really sense that God, each for every one of us, that every morning we wake up, there's somebody God wants us to touch. There's somebody God wants us to call or to pray for or to encourage or to help because he's been so faithful to us. Dealing with illness. I know a lot of us have dealt with that. Um, I lean on God every day for, for my health. It's not perfect by any stretch of the word, 
I have my struggles, but God is faithful. Um, through this COVID uh, that I got back on the 21st of January, wow, boy, that was tough. I've never experienced anything like that. One of the devotionals that I've been reading on and off is from Guideposts called um, Jesus Daily. But one of the, in the midst of COVID, I think it was in day five, and I was like, oh my. They asked you to do a prayer um, and just list some items that, you know, that you need Jesus. I need Jesus' strength and power to heal me from COVID. He did that. To, to just take a shower, for that matter. He did that. To work again. Yep, he did that. To make it through the day. You know? He did that. To walk in purity. That's ongoing. To provide for me financially. He does it every day. And to allow me to rest. Because we all need rest, don't we? Um, this week, I, I... It's always funny how God, when, you, when Chad asked you to share... God always throws you into an interesting week um, where he's really, okay, so let's see, uh, let's see this faithfulness. Um, I'm self-employed. I work for a food delivery company, and I live on tips. So I never know on any day what money I'm going to make. I have to completely rely on God. Completely. And early part of the week, I wasn't having a very good week. And I started to worry. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know I need to make a living, and I need you for, to provide for me. And I pray every day before I go to work. I'm like, Lord, I need you. I need you to provide for me. And he's always faithful. So, I mean, the early part of the week, wow. I was struggling. But at the end of the week, the Lord provided. He always does. In the midst of the week, um, the Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me and And uh, he brought me to Matthew chapter 6 about do not worry. Boy, do we always worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. 
They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? I say it again. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what should we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this next verse forever resonates in my heart. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So that's what just God kind of spoke to me this week about worry. And about trusting God and his faithfulness. And he's always faithful. So I... I uh, just want to share that. I know we've talked a lot about community. Um, I'm just going to share this as a side note. God brought me to this community over 20 years ago. He's built relationships and friendships and love with each one of you. And, and I... I love you all with all my heart. But it's community. It's praying for each other. It's encouraging each other. It's being there for each other. And in that, we are faithful to each other and we are faithful to God. Thanks. What a wonderful note to end on this morning. I'm just going to pray uh, as we um, end our service this morning. I want to encourage you guys to stick around and hang out as community, as a family of God. Uh, we have, as we do every week, uh, out in the lobby stuff for you guys to indulge in, some coffee, tea, water, um, some snacks and stuff out there. So I'm just going to have everyone stand this morning. Um, uh, whoever's uh, been asked to pray this morning in, uh, for uh, intercessory prayer this morning to come out, I just want to encourage you to come up. And uh, if you need prayer for anything, we always want to allow uh, for God to just move in this manner. Um, 
with us together. Um, so if you need prayer for anything, please don't hesitate. Come up uh, and receive prayer this morning. But Father, we just thank you, God, for this community. We thank you, God, for these people. We thank you, God, for the commitment uh, and the devotion that you've called your people to exercise within the body of Christ, that we are in every sense, in every stretch, and in every measure, we are only as healthy, Lord, spiritually as connected as we are with your body. You've said that we cannot exist outside of the vine, that every branch that 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 desires to be outside of the vine, not rooted and connected in you, will wither. And so, God, encourage us in that. Remind us of that, that each week as we come in and we are connected and devoted and committed to one another as an expression of our sincere devotion to you, Lord, remind us, Lord, that this is where we grow the most. This is where we mature the most. This is where we find life. It is in the midst of your people as you reign over all. And Lord, as we exalt you and lift your name and worship you this morning, Lord God, let that cause us to love one another and to be devoted to one another and to be committed to one another and to come alongside one another and to minister to one another and to pray for one another as your people, as your children, as your church. Father, we love you and we thank you, God, for the gift of your church, the gift of your son, the gift of the spirit which empowers and equips us to fulfill every good work that you've called us to. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we love you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well.